about? Uh, we're here to answer some questions. That's one thing we're not gonna do. Yeah, we're gonna ask a lot. Yeah. Um, okay. Hi. Welcome and thank you for listening to After the Hype. I really wanted to say End of the Hype. I don't know why. I think it's just because when I talked about End of Watch on. Facebook, I put after yep. the watch, and I was like, oh, shit, that's just kind of bad Oops. self-promoting. Anyhow. Yep. I did read that status update, and I was very confused. I deleted it in shame today. Um, <laughs> I'm Oof. not joking. It's gone. Um, <laughs> Do you think so? so? Yeah. No, it is. It's gone. Anyhow, so yes, thank you for joining us after the hype. Um, today we're reviewing uh, what I thought was going to be not only the best movie of the summer, but the best movie of the year. I was convinced... I didn't watch a single trailer. I was so amped for this movie. Mm-hmm. I could not have been more excited. And needless to say, I was wrong. Um, and I, I can admit being wrong. Because it's not the best movie of the year. It, it's not the worst. But it's uh, it's it's kind of trash. Um, uh, so Yeah. It's, it's I, definitely disappointing. Yeah. That's it, for sure. Yeah. Especially with how good it should have been. Um, today we are joined by two new people. This will be the first time in a while that we're joined by new people. Because we have a lot of repeating guests. Like Tony. Fuck Tony. Well, we had um, new people on last week. We did have some new people on last yeah. week. Yeah. But we also had some repeaters. It's true. We have a lot of repeaters. So we're changing it up and bringing on some noobs. Um, today we have uh, we have John Hardesty with us. Hello. Is, he's, uh, he's a good friend. And then we have Graham Mason, who I've known for, for many, many a year. Um, Hello. That's me. Lived with for many a year. And then, as always, we have Nick and myself, Brian. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So how have you guys been? What have you been up to? Well, I've been... Keeping busy, uh, doing work stuff and uh, art stuff. Okay, what like what type of movies, games? Keep us updated. What are you been to? Um, I've been playing L.A. Noir recently. Oh, uh, uh, somewhat bad. recently. That's too bad. Um, and then since it's October, I've been watching horror films. And then for TV wise, we've been watching Weeds. Just started to kind of go through for me rewatch. Oh, okay. Um, just because I wanted to see it again, and that makes sense. Yeah. How was it the second time through? So far, like moments are surprising. I was like, oh, I don't remember it being this good. At least in the first season, I was yeah. like, this is a really good moment. This is some great music selection. I don't remember this being the case, but then I thought about it and I was like, well, those later seasons weren't. So makes yeah. <laughs> sense. Yeah, we, I did the same thing pretty recently because I was trying to get ready to watch season eight, and then I just didn't watch it for some reason. I still have it. I will watch it, but yeah, I just never got around to it. But I did the same thing where I went back to season one, and as I'm rewatching, I'm like, this is why I got obsessed with this show because it was really good in the beginning. Yeah, and as we're getting near to the end of the uh, first season, I'm like, I do remember shotgunning all these episodes in a row, yeah. like five, six in a row. Oh yeah, I was like, this was why. Makes yeah, it sense. was really good. Graham, what do you, I know you're. Uh, uh, he's definitely my busiest friend. <laughs> he does a lot of things all the time. But what have you uh, been up to media-wise? Um, <clears throat> kind of going back and uh, getting into series and stuff and rewatching. I was uh, rewatching X Files there for a good a good while. That's a good one. Yeah, um, it's a little cheesy. Didn't not cheesy. age well. A little cheesy. Yeah. Uh, good to see the black goo come back. Uh, <laughs> In some recent stuff, um, but uh, yeah, and actually, uh, just kind of catching up in a lot of series that I missed um, while not having cable and stuff like that. But you know, yeah. see, I've been watching. I caught up to season three in Parks and Rec, and I've been watching it week by week ever since that. So I'm good with that show. But then, uh, like, I've been on just catching up and seeing movies, kind of on a rampage this past week. I saw, I watched all of season four of Breaking Bad. Sweet. Um, that was pretty good. 
It was a little overhyped to me. People made it sound like it was the greatest season of any TV show. And it wasn't, but the ending of season four was fantastic. And I'm going to start trying to watch season five so I can catch up. So uh, I haven't watched shit since we last recorded a podcast. I've been exhausted. But I am going to promote End of Watch again. Because not (laughs) enough people have fucking seen that movie. And it's really good. And I don't think I'm over-promoting it. I'm not promising anything that's not in the movie. But it is a really good movie. Although the scene with dinosaurs was pretty great. Oh, man. When they (laughs) shot, like, 14 velociraptors in the middle of L.A., it really felt like I was a police officer at that moment. (laughs) Wait, was that shooting with, like, shaky cam, too? Oh, of course. Oh, I mean, man, the I, guns are strapped to... Okay, so here's here's the premise of the movie. The it's guns a sequel are, of Battle LA, right? Absolutely. Okay. And the cameras are strapped to the guns, but the guns are strapped to these fake arms that are jutting out of the chest of the police officers, right? And those fake arms are strapped to the hearts of the police officers, and if the arms are cut off, they die. That's the whole premise of the movie. Oh. There are dinosaurs. Um, at one point, they reference Godzilla, which is pretty cool, to all the uh-huh. fanboys of the end of Watch. I'm fucking... I don't care anymore about this. <laughs> <laughs> on, on a side note, though, you and I need to talk afterwards for a great movie idea. <laughs> Nobody steal this. It's on tape. Nobody can steal it Trademark. Now. Creative Commons. Copyright. Copyright. Yeah. copyright. Um, and I haven't been playing shit for video games either. I've been working. But I feel like as Isn't a running joke... What? Isn't work boring? It's so boring. No video you games. You can't play video games? Can't I watch movies? I wish I could, oh, but wow. I decided that I'm going to give Brian an update to my Harvest Moon farm every week until oh, Brian kills me. So this Hashtag week, update Brian. <laughs> this week, still in the middle of spring, guys, so turnips are in season. I have about four patches of turnips. I just bought new property, and I'm going to set up a barn. How fucking excited are you guys for me right now? That's it. That's the update on my farm. Next week, new update. On a scale of one to five for excitement, I'm probably a negative one. I'm I'm not going to lie to you. I'm a fucking ten. I'm up there. I'm up there. I'm really amped. I'm not going to lie. I came home from work, and I was like, I could sit down and watch TV, or I could play Harvest Moon. I was like, I'm going to play Harvest Moon. It's pretty great. You guys just don't get it. I'm going to end every single rant about Harvest Moon with you guys just don't get it. Because it's true. Nobody else gets it. This week on After the Watch, (laughs) we're going to be talking about Harvest Moon. Ah, it's so good. You guys, just give it a shot. (laughs) Okay, so as you guys know, and by I mean you guys, I'm talking about the viewers slash listeners. Um, We're talking about the movie Prometheus tonight, which I've been excited to talk about because I've wanted to rewatch it, and I've specifically not rewatched it because of the podcast. And I've also wanted to talk about it because... It is like a contentious movie. Like, I feel like some people either really liked it or at least liked it or didn't like it or really didn't like it. I don't feel like there's a lot of a gray area in this movie. Mm-hmm. Isn't that kind of the first movie this year that's had that strong or divisive of a reaction to? I would say so. Like Spider-Man. But Prometheus but came out before came Spider-Man before. did. Oh, I thought you were saying it's the only movie. First. No, first. 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 Yeah, it was. Oh, for sure. And especially for a summer movie. I mean, this movie had... If you polled people before this movie came out, and not just film students, but just people in general, yeah. the trailer for this movie got people pretty amped up. Like yeah. I was saying earlier, I thought it was going to be the best of the year. Yep. And I love the trailer. And I still stand by the trailer. I mean, I stand by the trailer like I stand by the trailer for Sin City, which is also a phenomenal trailer for a movie that kind of didn't live up to what I wanted out of it. Yeah. Um, that being said, I still like both of those movies, but they they are like a problem of the idea of a trailer in general 
Mm-hmm. Trailer's phenomenal, but does it really promise what that movie kind of that trailer promises? I guess. So, I don't know. I'm I to start off this podcast. I walked out of the theater talking about the hype after you know, the whole trailer. If you haven't seen the trailer in a while, mm-hmm. go watch the trailer and then think about like how you felt the first time you watched it. But like, I walked out of that movie and I still liked it. Like, I mean, it wasn't what I expected, but it wasn't, I didn't feel like it was bad. Yeah. I walked out, yeah, I walked out defending it, and then by the end of that night, condemning it. Um, There, there, there was, yeah, a similar reaction, similar reaction, I was defending it, then there was one crucial element that we'll probably discuss later, once it was revealed to me, my defenses were dropped yeah it's just like my i started out like what are you talking about it's great i loved it except for that oh and i didn't like that part oh and this other part that happened i was a big fan of that and you know what fuck it that movie's awful yeah i'm angry now i didn't get that bad until actually just now until we rewatched it and i was like wait no yeah no it's just not good yeah like yeah, immediately afterwards, I was like, okay, okay. And then I try to explain it, and they explain the connections. And then all of the, the things that don't connect, I'm like, well, it's not really supposed to be, you know, a, a prequel of what they said it was, but wasn't, but who really knows of, you know, whatever. But the the prequel, quote-unquote, I'm doing air quotes, no one can see this. Um, I did. I yes, saw it. Brian, thank you. Um, <laughs> that's how we connect. Um <laughs> You guys but have been it doesn't. For so long. Yeah, you get me. <laughs> you just get me. Uh, but yeah, and that was the cool thing. It was like one of the reasons was like I, I one of the reasons for the hype for this movie was, it's like okay, it's going to be a prequel for Aliens, but not really. And so that was the whole explanation of like the things that didn't connect. It was like oh okay, well it's not really supposed to connect. But then everything that did connect, it was like but it connects so well in those areas. I was like, why didn't they? I was like, ah. and it just got frustrating. And now it's like, well, fuck it. Yeah. The only thing, the only thing that I like about it is, it's so pretty. It's so pretty. It is so. Yeah, pretty. that does need to go on record. It is gorgeous. It's probably the prettiest film this year, except oh, for sure. the practical effects. And I'll say the master. Uh, the master. Some prettier, but... some of the practical effects really work, and but I would say most don't. The, well, yeah, the the. The, yeah, we're talking Pierce, about the, specifically the makeup on Guy Pierce. Yeah. Okay. Uh, before we get too far into this, okay. I, I need to hit my key points of the actual <coughs> hype because we're starting to get out of the hype a bit. And I want to finish it off. That's it. fair. No, it's okay. Um, so this movie, as we all know, um, it made a shit ton of money, which I actually didn't remember it making as much as it did. But for an mm. R-rated science fiction movie, this fucking killed. Yeah. So R-rated science fiction, the only other movie right now that's R-rated science fiction is Looper, and that's only doing okay. Which it should do better. Go see Looper. It's fantastic. Yep. Um, it's built. It's still building its legs. It's. You don't like Looper? I'm not a fan. I'm not. We'll a, get into that <laughs> next we'll, time. Yeah, we'll Easily. review that eventually. Yeah. Because after the drama, hold the phone. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, guys. <laughs> wow. I just grabbed Brian's shirt from across the room. If you guys missed that. Sure. <laughs> uh, anyhow, so this movie uh, it was made for 130 million. It made 126 million. Um, just domestically, across the globe, it made $402 million. So, yeah, I'd say it did pretty well. <laughs> Especially yeah. for an R-rated science fiction movie. Yeah. The key words, R-rated and science fiction. Yeah. Yeah. That just doesn't happen. Like, $400 million for R-rated and science fiction. Just the, both of those At least together. not now. Yeah, I... it just doesn't happen. So that's really cool that it did that. And I like that it did that. Especially because <clears> the only <throat> other movie that should be doing that is Looper, because it's one of the greatest movies of the year. Graham. <laughs> Shut your mouth. <laughs> Uh, on Metacritic, it did really well. It got a 65. 
Um, 24 positive, 17 mixed, only one negative. So, I mean, like, like I mean, we're going to get into this and see if maybe some of our minds that are kind of, we did just watch this movie and we're walking out of it going, oh, I was defending it for so long and all my defenses were just blown up in my face because I was wrong. But, you know, maybe not. Um, and this I, would probably be a good chance, too, though, to unpack some of the things that were actually kind of good. Yeah. Too. Uh, because I'm going to read, be... read one of the reviews here really quick. Um that I think actually, this is, I usually read the ones that I kind of go, what the fuck? But this one I like. Um, this is from San Francisco Chronicle, Mick LaSalle. Um, try as it might, the movie is, the movie is hardly profound, and the murky atmosphere and leaden pace drag things down. I can actually agree with that one. Yeah. With, uh, yeah, because usually I kind of, I like to pick out the ones that we can kind of really make fun of. I don't remember which the first one I did that for, but... Yeah, this one in particular, I think that's actually pretty spot on. Because it yeah. really does try to say something. But then it forgets what it's talking about. Like everything yeah. Lindenoff writes, which we'll get into. Well, <laughs> and I have to say, before we start the podcast and really start jumping into it... Oh, did you I... record? <laughs> oh, shit! Uh, for a second, I'm not going to lie, you got me. I was like, did I? And I was like, oh, I did. I'm such a fucking idiot. Um... Rep, no, I oh. I am going to reluctantly defend this movie the entire time. And it's because I still like it and I'm going to and the reason why and I thought about this before we came in and I was like I kind of decided that I was going to reluctantly defend it no matter what. Mm-hmm. This is the first This is the first rated R movie that I remember really like enjoying if that makes sense. My first two Radar movies were the original Wicker Man and Starship Troopers, which I enjoyed, but not for the reasons that you should probably be enjoying them. Um, but, like, the this is the first movie that I really, like, felt like, holy shit, and it really got me excited for film. I'm not saying this movie. I'm talking about the say, original Alien. I'm sorry. I'm yeah, not five should, years old again. You should definitely uh, clarify. Yeah. Um, Alien was the first movie it's, like that I really saw and got me interested just in the idea of film like as a storytelling device mm-hmm. and i feel like i'm defending prometheus in spite of prometheus but because i liked its father or mother you know parent mother, i mean cousin yeah. okay the cousin you think is hot over the, on the other side of the, <laughs> of the room you're like she's my cousin I, you, you could argue either or but i think that like for me in my head it's like alien is clearly one parent aliens is the second well, but, like, this one clearly takes after the first parent, but it is very much so, like, a spoiled child. I would say more Alien and Alien Resurrection, because they're really good parts and really shitty parts. I agree. <laughs> but, I mean, MVP oh. Requiem. I liked the second one. <laughs> That's Uncle but Steve. It, is, it is very much so, like, That's an Uncle Steve movie. that you don't invite anymore, because <laughs> you drank too much of your moonshine. No, this... Exactly. Uh, this really right. felt like a spoiled child of, like, a prominent couple, in a sense. Yeah. Like, it, it just feels in the realm, obviously, but... When, when you divvy up the films, you're going to have, like, Alien in your discussion and Prometheus. Then you're going to have these other ones over here, Aliens, Alien 3, and then Resurrection, because those are different... AVP and AVPR. You're forgetting some. <laughs> <laughs> we don't talk about that. <laughs> well, we don't well, talk. Yeah, come on. <laughs> so both of them in theaters. AVPR twice. I'm not joking. <laughs> that was one of them. <laughs> but like, Alien and Prometheus will come up more. Like they, you're going to compare them more. They have a lot of ties together. Yeah, exactly. Versus yeah. the other ones, whereas you got Aliens, which is an action film with sci-fi, yeah. Yeah. and you've got two horror sci-fi films. Yeah. 
and even uh, okay, it's the one comments. time that I'm gonna concede <laughs> in this entire podcast, mm-hmm. it's barely a horror film. Yeah, barely. Like, uh, kind of. It, it, it follows more of the scientific, like oh, why the why the how. What's that? Prometheus is not a horror film at all. It has horrific elements. Okay, whereas yeah, Alien was horrific more hor- and horror are different. Like it's just yeah. there's no there's yeah. enough horror in there for you to for somebody to make a very weak argument. No, because the, well, the horror movie will like, like both... the horror movie will have a wuss walking out of the theater going that scared the shit out of me. No one ever walked out of this movie going I was so creeped out. No, like both films made yeah. a decision. No, no, no. no. I, I, I think I can defend very specific it. moments of the. the the arm and the, but that's not horror. The that's just no, 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 no. I'm, I'm yeah. not defending that. I'm, yeah. not, I'm, I'm agreeing. But like, when I say... once walked out of that film, and I'm volunteering here, <laughs> it was me walked out of that film going, that. "Wow!" Like, and I was legitimately was creeped out. <laughs> yeah, it's the only thing I was talking about because you rode home with me, and I was just like, "That fucking shit was ridiculous." Because <laughs> cut it off, cut it off. That's all I thought about, and it's all I thought about. Up until the pool party, where which Brian had. Long story short, Brian had a pool party, and I defended this movie for like eight hours. Yeah. But like, while drunk. drinking nothing but like straight rum. Oh my god, it was a great idea at the time. Um, <laughs> but, but, but then compare the the two films. Like Prometheus is takes the science science fiction route, the asking the questions. Whereas you've got Alien, which has some of that in the background, but is more of kind of in a really crude way slasher film. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Alien so asks, you, like you, Alien asks questions like Dark Souls tells a story. Like it's there, right, but right. you have to look for you it. You have to unpack yeah. it. Yeah. yeah, but at yeah. the same time, I mean, but like Pr- Prometheus is very, very, very focused on the why, almost to a detriment. It's like the why, yes. the like, beginning, the annoyingly, uh, almost annoyingly in your face. Of yeah. I just want to ask him why I'm here. Yeah, like the whole movie is a gargantuan daddy complex. And it's those yeah. two characters who I didn't like at all. Those no. are like some of the weakest characters in the entire thing, other I, than the extremely weakest character who was well specifically two. specifically <laughs> talk about who the characters you're talking about are because I think we all know because we talked oh. about it in the movie, but. Who the we're the, talking about the scientists the, Shaw suppose, and uh, Halloway? Yeah, yeah. Suppose or Charles or Chuck, Chuck, Chuck. Yeah. Probably a good time yeah. to then <laughs> Chuck describe what actually happened. Yeah, yeah. I was just oh, gonna yeah. say we should probably actually run through what actually happened because <laughs> they're, like, they're like pilot we, number yeah. two. I've never seen this movie. What yeah. are you talking about? <laughs> okay, get, so, I don't watch anything that you guys talk about. Yeah, uh, but so, since <laughs> tell me more. Since Nick is gonna be the one who's defending this, I don't want to say pile because it's not. But this, this thing. Okay. We'll call it a thing. This awesome, disappo- awesome extended trailer. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> this great trailer for a movie that I hope comes out at some point. I think this is a very apt description, but it's also very sad. This disappointment. Oh, that's sad. I know, but it is true. It I'm is. not mad. I'm just disappointed. Yeah. yeah. You say oh, disappointment. Yeah. I'm gonna yeah. say confusion. Yeah. I'm, sure. I'm confused. Sure. Yeah. My feelings are on different areas. Sure. Yeah. Okay. So, so, so run it down, Nick. What happened in this? Okay. Masterpiece? To sum up, basically. Uh, let's sum it up like in a concise way and let's not go through like I'm not going to go through it in exactly the way the movie does but I'm going to try and sum it up in a way that's not going to confuse the people who haven't seen the movie okay. basically some scientists uh, some scientists discover this um, uh, constellation that's painted on all of sort of these uh, different caves or like on slabs or whatever all over the world that in all of all of these constellations, like slabs and paintings and shit, basically like don't correlate. Like the Hawaiians never talk to the fucking people in Scotland, like all this sort of stuff, and all through different time periods. And we're talking about like thousands of years that this constellation pops up every once in a while. 
So these scientists discover it and basically run it by a billionaire. And the billionaire goes, hey, that's an awesome idea. Let's go out to where this star is. Let's fund this expedition. Let's spend a trillion dollars. Is that what it was? A trillion dollars setting this up. So they go into cryogenesis, go out there. And basically, once they're out there, explain to the crew that they set up what the mission is. And what the mission is, is to try and figure out who created us, for lack of a better term. And as as shit goes on, the creators they decide are called engineers and like... Not space sh- jockeys. Not space jockeys, not space albinos. Not, um, <laughs> not Dr. Manhattan. Not Dr. Manhattan, <laughs> not any of this stuff. And basically, shit happens. And I'm we're, we're going to go through it from there, but that is the setup of the movie. Now, granted, like there are things that I'm leaving out that we'll go over later, but at the same time, that for lack of, I guess, like more time and for yeah. you not seeing the movie audience, there's that's kind of, what happens in the movie. There's kind of a traditional sci-fi setup. They go somewhere and then exactly. the complications arise mm-hmm. because of tinkering. Yeah. Exactly. And then they have to make their way out and they're faced with a moral dilemma. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, yeah, that, that's pretty much the movie in a nutshell. I mean... Whoa! Um, yeah, that's the movie in a nutshell. <laughs> yeah, okay, so let, let's uh, let's dissect this thing. Let's see what we... Uh... So the movie, like, it starts with this really kind of, like, really beautiful landscape shops and all these chops, shots, what do you yep. want to call them? The, um, and the... it's really, really gorgeous. It looks like a screensaver that I love to have on my computer. Yeah. Um, all the, the stuff. the first half hour of the movie. <laughs> um, and then, uh, and then it starts with Doctor Manhattan, um, mm-hmm. the engineer, albino Doctor Manhattan, albino Doctor Manhattan. All these things that Nick just said, yeah, they were not. <laughs> uh, and he sits on the the cliffs of what looks like Niagara Falls or something similar to that. Yeah, um, and he drinks the black goo and he dissolves and basically mm-hmm. creates life on Earth. And the black goo being from <laughs> X Files. Yes, for, it, yeah, it really <clears throat> looks like the same shit. But yeah, so that's that's where the movie starts, and that's quite honestly from. That's where I have my very first question of, like, it just kind of seems, it's an odd way to start the movie of this guy's killing himself to start life, and then just knowing that this guy's going to be an enemy later in the movie of, why do they do this? And, like, that is, like, the first question that they try to set up. is like It is the question of the movie of why do they create us? And it's a question they don't even attempt to answer throughout the entire movie. They keep asking it and just mm-hmm. piling away at it. But if you're going to start the movie with that question, that should be the question at the end of the movie you at least hint at answering or give us an answer to. And they don't. There's a lot of fanboys who have come <laughs> up with the answer of they created life to be able to make the best they had to come up with possible. it. Yeah, so they had to so they can make the best xenomorphs possible because humans will make the best xenomorphs. But they never actually say that in this movie. Mm-hmm. That is a fanboy answer. Yeah. I do think that out of all the questions that this movie very half-assedly asks. I do think that's the one through context clues that you can kind of easily get to. That, And I'm talking about the singular that you can actually get to because it's like there are enough context clues discounting the end of the movie, right? Mm-hmm. But there are enough context clues within the basic setup of the movie to be like, okay, like this guy killed himself to create life but only to create life in order to create a weapon. I mean, like you said, it is a fanboy response and they do not explain it in the movie. Nope. That is fine. And it is like, there's, you know, like it's a shitty way to do it, but I think that there are enough context clues to be like, oh, okay, like I can piece this together, but at the same time, you're having to piece it together. Yeah. So. And it's one of those things like, okay, so we're creating a weapon for what? 
Like, they, there's just so much that they don't even <laughs> remotely attempt to answer in this thing. And I think that's where a lot of people start really complaining of this thing, mm. is just, there's so many questions in this thing. And it's kind of like, that's where you just, immediately, the ugly head of Damon Lindelof will just rear and just go, yep. oh my god. Like, I was on board with Lost, and I will still defend Lost. I love that show. But that show had been so many questions interlaid. Just that was the show. That now when you see everything else he writes, it's like, oh my god, just lay off the questions, man. Yeah. And I think that, like, this movie thematically, the way they set it up as far as, like, um, the create, you know, like, this guy basically killing himself to create life is an interesting thematic element. Mm -hmm. And on top of that, like, you pointed out that he becomes the enemy later, Mm -hmm. that it's like, oh, that's a really interesting idea. What hates us and kind of, like, looks down on us also created us, which Mm -hmm. has got to be, like, and they they mention that a lot in the movie. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If that was the one question throughout this movie, then this would be a stronger movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. If we had picked one spine to run through it instead of, like, 30, (laughs) then it would be a more interesting discussion to talk about and you could tell it already had the groundwork to keep to pick one spy and stay with it yeah exactly the, the death life cycle very interesting it can hold its own movie exactly and has in various other formats yeah exactly like, <laughs> like, it almost seems like just at its basic level there wasn't enough faith in any one of the individual spines on their own yeah that's definitely which is a which is disappointing mm-hmm. it, it is very disappointing because like that clear, I mean, that's the start of the movie. That's, like, throughout mm-hmm. most of the movie. And you can even keep the kind of goofy subplot of her faith, which is kind of arbitrary throughout the entire movie. Which oh, is, yeah. it probably, if they were going to pursue it, they could have really layered that on in a complex way with the death life, death life cycle. Not the death exactly. life cycle, but... And it just feels like <laughs> that... that too. I mean, yeah. There was an old guy in there. Yeah. He did have hearing problems. Uh, that, that is the spine of the movie. But, like, there's so much crap layered around that that yeah. it just... I mean, it's like they just kept on adding, like, with a twist, with a twist, yeah. with a twist. Yeah. Or, you know, just more layers. You're like, oh, yeah, this way we're going to be really, 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 really smart. And you're like, well, no, you're just coming up with more bullshit weirdness. What's that dish at, like, TGI Fridays, the onion thing where it's just, like, piled blo- on and on, like, the oh. fried onion thing? I'm just thinking the Bloomin' Onion. The Bloomin' oh, Onion, okay. yeah, yeah. After, well, it's like, yeah, I was gonna say, isn't that Outback Steakhouse? All right, it's a chain against you. I'm a vegetarian, and I knew that. So. Okay, okay, all right. I just they're they're all kind of alike. So I mean, they're pretty much the, the, the basic point to that event is supposed to be that it's just, after a while, it's too much. It's no, just yeah. too much. It feels you like get that... to the bottom of that, and you're like, I hurt. <laughs> I just ate four pounds of onions. Right. I'm gonna yeah. add another example. Uh, it feels like that KFC bowl with like the mashed potatoes. Oh, Don't you dare insult that bowl. I'm that is bo- a great bowl. I'm not insulting it, but that bowl is Don't absolutely... It's a complicated bowl that doesn't need to be. <laughs> exactly. That's what I'm saying. I mean, we are eating all those bowls right now. Yeah. But yeah. That's my diet. Yeah. <laughs> Stop that diet. It's my breakfast, Stop lunch, Stop that dinner. diet now. <laughs> are you sure? Yes. I've spoken to every cashier at KFC, and they assure me that I am not going to die. You know, you should order two, actually. <laughs> oh, okay. Because they keep Twice really well. Much. Yeah, they, they all have to go Because they're to... not actually food. <laughs> wait, I store it in more potatoes. No, more why, wait, potatoes, wait, guys, serious part. question. The potatoes is a preservative. They're not nutritionists? No, they're not. They don't no. go to college or anything? Well, well they... they're not necessarily not paid nutrition. Even though it is kitchen fresh chicken. <laughs> <laughs> not, not chicken fresh kitchen. <laughs> Any, okay, we're yeah. moving on from that. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so, okay, moving on, um... 
So after we find out that that guy killed himself, and we kind of move on, and then we're on the planet, and this is where like I'm, we're gonna start. I'm basically gonna try to pick this thing off from all the complaints that I've heard, and just kind of move our way through. Yeah. So the first major complaint that most people have with this thing is the why did the guy die to make weapons that they don't ever explain. The next one that always comes up is the guy they bring on the ship. For okay, I'm gonna backtrack for a second. First off, they have a weapons expert. They're going into a completely unknown mm-hmm. spacecraft. They don't know it's a spacecraft yet, but they're going to a completely unknown world. Everything they don't know what the hell they're gonna find, and they go. We're going to bring the guns. No, you can't bring the guns. Why? I'm the weapons expert. That's what I'm supposed to do. Oh, we don't need guns. We'll be fine. We are scientists. And, just, and psychics. And I just remember everyone yeah. in my theater, the first time I saw it, just kind of going, what? Huh? Yeah. Like, you just hear everyone's going, um... Especially because right when they fly in, they see the greater design of this entire planet. Yeah. Like, the runway and all of the, you know, other satellite spots around the whole thing. So it's like, obviously, they know how to design stuff. Obviously, they're an intelligent life form, which we knew going there, blah, blah. But it's like, you have absolutely no idea what you're going into. And in any other science fiction movie, they're like, oh, you bet your ass we're bringing all of the guns. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And then to think, okay, the one weapon that they use throughout the the whole thing is a flamethrower. Yeah. Yeah. Really? And they have guns. They sh- they fire them. Oh, well, okay. Here's it's like, a, I understand, well, I like, think... sterilization and stuff like that. But, but okay. Shoot a, There's no defending. Shoot a laser. There's no defending this. Yeah. Like, if you're trying to defend it, then you clearly haven't thought this out. You've drank the Kool-Aid. I, you don't need... And here's the thing. You could have solved... You could have solved that specific problem with... Nothing. You didn't need guns in that first sequence. Just have her be upset about it, and then that's fine. Just leave it at that. Or just don't bring it up. Yeah. If they had never mentioned, we're going to bring the guns, we don't need guns. If they just cut that part out, I don't think anyone would have ever gone, I would have brought a gun. Just saying. And if they had, they they would have been pissed off about it. Exactly. Because it wouldn't have seemed like a mistake, which it comes off as. And don't have an effing weapons expert. (laughs) Yeah. Who, I by forgot. the way... Wait, what's your expertise? Uh, <laughs> it's weapons, Great. but I'm a fucking idiot and I only brought pistols, flamethrowers, and a goddamn shotgun. One goddamn shotgun. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Not and a, not a rifle. He, I, not like... I know tons of guys who like love guns and all this shit. They find any excuse to carry a weapon with them at all times. Oh, Going yeah. to a new planet? Yeah, let's yeah. Have guns. <laughs> yeah, that's one of those excuses that I use all the time. Yeah. <laughs> It's going like, to the KFC. Least... I'm bringing a gun. Yeah. yeah, I gotta order two of them motherfucking bulls. No, give me the had, bull. He would at least have a pistol or you know a derringer on his ankle. He would have something. something. Yeah, just a something. Knife. A knife. A knife. Yeah. Anyway. Which would be worthless, but at least he had okay, it. To be See, fair, I would rather. I would rather they have, bring him a, have knife. a knife. They do because they cut it off. Yeah, and it doesn't end well. No, but. Um, and we'll bags. get to that. Oh yes. God. They have vacuum safe bags. They, so. oh, why do they have vacuum? Why do they bring a big one? <laughs> a huge effing head in it. <laughs> I, no, you know what I would have loved? Cut out the scene of the weapons expert guy. Okay. Cut in the scene of the lady bringing the fucking gigantic guy. <laughs> what would you actually, need this for? You have no idea what we're going to find. This reminds me of packing I for trips. I am a vacuum safe expert. Yeah. <laughs> this, this reminds me of packing for trips or going grocery shopping. I'm always ill-prepared. Yes. Bring the wrong bags yep. for it. And I always miss something when I leave. Like, so what you're saying is that this girl would be an excellent grocery shopper. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fucking dynamite grocery shopper. <laughs> yep. 
Um, she brought a mattress bag. Yeah, that's really what it was. It was ginormous. It was huge. Because the head was the size of the people. Unless oh, people are very small. I don't think we're giving her enough credit. I think we're making fun of her, but I really am impressed. <laughs> Wait, hold on. She is pretty buff by carrying yes. that... That gargantuan fucking head? Yeah. yeah. No, she pretty carried good. it. She That's, carried uh, the hell out of it. Well, oh. let alone the air compressor necessary to vacuum <laughs> yes. the bag. I mean, look, this lady is a hero. That's basically <laughs> what we're saying. Sigourney Weaver, watch out. Oh, oh my god. She couldn't carry nearly the shit. <laughs> Well, she can do is show needless ass crack before getting her ass handed to her by an alien. Yep. Anyhow, um, so after that one big problem, you're followed up by what is most people's <laughs> biggest complaint in the whole movie. And I kind kind of I agree. The guy you bring to build your maps gets fucking lost. His whole reason for oh, being there worst. is Whoa. a geologist Wait a minute. slash map maker. It's a secret like advertisement for Lost. Oh, there you go. <laughs> that but that sense. raises a lot of other questions. Oh, the questions. <laughs> so many. Especially after the ending. All the questions. No, but this is the worst. Yeah. I mean, because, okay. And I, yeah. and I tried to, I really tried. And I was with you. Yeah. Like, I really tried to find excuses of like, okay, so well, maybe this, maybe that. No. What was, what was he, your defense? Well, okay, so here's what I thought. Okay, so he has the pups well, thing that he sends out to make a map. These little uh, map-making balls that can, like, guide themselves through this place. Let alone, he should have the receiver to send all the information to him in that huge box carrying the pups. But maybe he doesn't, okay? So Mm. all of the information is sent to the ship. Is there in radio contact with? Herein lies the problem. (laughs) So, okay, so all the information is now being uh, interpolated and stuff like that and putting together on the ship. Okay, so he doesn't have the information on him personally. Understood. Okay, and then further, further goes on, you know, and then I'm like, okay, and then the storm comes in, and they can't, you know, they can't obviously send the new information in when he gets lost. It's like, but then they're in constant radio contact. Yep. And if you listen to the audio, it is 100% clear. Yeah. There isn't... And they they even try to throw in that line of, it was a storm, so we haven't been in that best contact. Like, have you seen what we're looking at? They're looking at a pile of dead engineers. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, sorry, bro. And it's in full HD. Yeah. (laughs) Like, he's watching it on a 65-inch screen. It's honestly the best HD I've ever seen. Yeah. Yeah. It's better than the other Blu-ray of, like, the entire movie that we were watching. The... My defense was it before we got to this sequence was like he doesn't get lost. I forgot that he got lost, so that was my defense. Hundred percent lost, especially when the the geologist or the biologist comes around. You're like, dude, yeah. we've been here before. Talking to him, well, yeah. not well, as if it was the geologist. It's okay the because that got lost. He's like, dude, I've seen this rock before. How does he know that? Yeah, why didn't wait? The- I mean, you can discount the biologist because he's a biologist. He doesn't and, know rocks. And the biologist <laughs> is happily the dumbest person on the whole ship. I'm fine with him being dumb. I'm not fine with the... Okay. The groundwork here's, was set for him to be dumb. Here's it my... true. Here was my biggest problem with the movie first first time watch, right? Loved Mohawk Guy. Mohawk Guy, by the way, mm-hmm. geologist... Fifield. Fifield. Five, kind right. of a shitty name, but regardless. Yeah. Um, Fifield? Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> oh, 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 my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> He's not, not like rocks. He's super awesome, though. Like, super, super cool. Super cool. Clearly... And, has a uh, fucking head tattoo. Uh, has a mohawk. So has a cool. ridiculous beard. Has a bomb built into beard. his. Uh, he yeah. could have eaten he smokes these creatures. In his effing helmet. Yeah, he's and, so cool. And on top of that, the entire movie, the first person in the entire film to generate real intelligence, and we're talking yep. about, hey, you guys, 
you're fucking stupid. <laughs> I'm going to leave. Mm-hmm. Oh, I was like, I am so on board with this character right now. First time through, like, through this movie. Awesome. Then he gets lost. <laughs> here's the problem. <laughs> and here's the problem with the lost thing, right? You said lost twice. Graham was going through it. And it was like, okay. But before the storm comes, they get lost. Mm-hmm. Chronologically speaking, mm-hmm. they get lost before anything could possibly go wrong. <laughs> and the map is That's like finished. me walking out of this room, and somehow, as soon as I exit that thing, they cut to me in Chicago. <laughs> and me going, huh? well, yeah, I don't know. The... And, you, and you going, we've seen this building before, and me going, I'm not here to look at buildings, even though it's my job. Yeah. Well, and then the biologist reason for leaving is, ah, life form. I'm fucking out of here. That's your job. Okay, I can actually defend him. Oh, please. Okay, please do. Will do. Uh, <laughs> My pleasure. He clearly, his character's set up to be like kind of... I don't get not paid just, enough for this shit. No, no, that's the geologist, for oh, right. sure. Sorry. I, I, um, I know. Uh, biologist, you've got red on you, which is what he's going to be referred to the entire yeah. time because it's this? the same guy. Do we know his name? No, red. He red. just said red. you got red on. You've me. got red on you. Red on you. First, first look name at IMDb, you. Man. First name you. Um, <laughs> but he clearly they established through like, like all of his introductory scenes as wanting to be like friends, right? So, and this is conjecture, kind of like first year out of college, wants to kind of prove himself, clearly wants to latch on to what is clearly the coolest motherfucker on the ship besides Idris Elba, who's the captain of the ship. So he's like, I want to be friends with that guy. So he, you know, like a cool, actually I should say, an uncool dude tries to latch on to him. So he leaves because he wants to be friends with geologist guy. Mm -hmm. Granted, relatively flimsy excuse, but Somewhat defensible. Geologists getting lost, completely indefensible. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna stop you because you're saying that it's defensible because he leaves because he wants to be friends with the big dude. That's fine for his character. Yes, that's fine for his character. Exactly. But every other character there, the people who are in charge of this mission, who have the biologist with them, is like, I'm gonna go back to the ship. He's technically their employee, and they should go. No, you're fucking not. Look at the dead body that you're here for. Yeah. And, this, and no one even tries to stop it. That's a st- or no that's a money s- at all. Which oh my is god! What they used in Alien It was like, no, 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 we're out of here, we're out of here. Like, that's you're not fine. getting paid. You can forfeit. You're forfeiting all of your money. Okay, so fuck. And it. then I'm it's stuck. like, well, fuck it. Then I'm then I'm here. And, and he's no. just like, yeah, and this I'm is out. a systemic problem throughout the entire movie. Like, there's so many times where people are like, nobody. I mean, for. A movie like this, there should be a hilarious amount of pulling rank, and this movie has zero. Mm. Like, I'm not saying that it's they a have good one, plot device. They have one instance where they pull rank, and it's when she doesn't let him back on the ship when he's dying. Yeah, that's and it. that's the, actually, also a sign of intelligence, which this movie yes. has very few amounts of. I did actually yeah. cheer yes. when she did not let him come back, and yeah. she fried him. Yeah. Like, um, and, but the, the exact same situation happened in Alien. Yeah. A lot of this, the scenes that are in... I wouldn't say a lot of, but the scenes where somebody actually shows a fair amount of intelligence are rehashings or rewritings of scenes that happened in Alien. Yeah. Yes. Um, okay, so... Which were the best scenes. Yes. I'm trying to think of what else we should move on to. I mean, the, after that, like, you can go into the whole, like... I, I, we could talk about it for hours. We could talk about how he was afraid of a dead body but loved a clearly dangerous yes. snake that looked like a cobra about to eat him. They, does eat him. Yeah. Um, and you can well, talk the about... the dead body was big. 
Um, yes. <laughs> that's true. The dead body was big. And but it also wasn't something. rearing its head at you and hissing at you. <laughs> um, but though but that... cute. But since we've already been talking for so long, I want to start hitting on some of the really important stuff. Like, I want to talk okay. about David. Because David was the one thing in this movie that, although... He's, in my opinion, the number one redeemable thing of this movie, if not only because it's Michael Fassbender playing him, but the character David is, is solid. solid as a rock. Oh yeah. Like, and it is so, it is the one reason why I don't regret spending the $24 I just spent no. to watch this movie, because he is so good in this movie, and my second time through it just confirmed yep. that the character David is great. Yep. I, I wrote down, my third note in here is... David's the protagonist of this movie, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. clearly. 100%. Because the girl, like, we're never really mentioning the girl or the other guy because they don't really, they're just kind of there they're and just, just letting there. shit happen to they're them. They're the and I have, that was I have it. Yeah. two yeah. huge things, two huge bones to pick with this movie and they, they basically revolve around those two characters. Yeah. But, like, David is easily the most fascinating part of this movie. He's almost like the one thing they truly thought through from beginning to end. Absolutely. Which makes me think is the one thing Damon Lindenoff didn't have a hand in. Yeah. <laughs> Would be my guess. It's wow. It's gotta be. <laughs> he because... knocks on your door a week later. Dude, that was my idea too, you asshole. <laughs> I do know what Starbucks he goes to. <laughs> That's right. I know where he is. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. Um, okay. I do is... think that his... David's character, like, out of all the character introductions, right? Like, the character introductions of the two scientists who are pretty fucking stupid. Um, I, I like how I said I'm going to defend this movie. I'm defending as best as I can. Like, um, <laughs> if that's defense, that's, yeah. I bet it's, I'm never going to be my I can't lawyer. Lie. <laughs> I can't lie. See, I'm, I'm not, I, I want to say that Brian did not kill Brad, <laughs> but, you know, he kind of stabbed him in the throat. Yeah. And, you know, I, I just saw it with my own eyes. But, you know, actually killed him. Yeah. Yeah. We can't say that he, maybe he was sick. Maybe he was sick. <laughs> I'm not saying there's video evidence against my client, but I was recording. I'm just saying that it might be in my car. I don't know. I can't lie, guys. I'm sorry. Just look at Brian in my mouth. I'm so sorry. Like, that's it. Um, but, like, those two characters are introduced, and you're kind of like, oh, okay, cool. Like, there's nothing really that interesting about them the first time you see them, right? Mm -hmm. Like, we've seen that scene of, like, somebody discovering shit a billion times. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but the scene with David, it's like, oh my god. Like, we get so much more of an introduction to his character than anybody else. And it feels yeah. genuine and interesting. And, like, if you've watched the Alien films, him being a robot, no, not new. And on top of that, you kind of pinpoint by the way he's dressed and kind of like the way he looks that it's like, oh, he's he's a robot. Like, yeah. if you've watched those movies, you mm -hmm. you pick up on a lot of that stuff. Except which for is, dying the hair part. The dying the hair part was a little odd. but It's yeah. a little odd. The second time through, I almost thought that it was like he had taken off his hair and had put on like new ones. But even uh, that, I have no idea. Still a little strange, but see, at the same time, I didn't have a problem with that because I thought it was more of uh, being vain. Like he wants exactly. to fit in. That's true. He and, was watching um, Lost Arabia at yeah. the time he did it. So yeah, and yeah. he's clearly a child. Like yeah. that's oh, what yeah. I walked out of the movie clearly thinking is like a lot of this stuff. The way the plot moves forward through him makes sense to me because he's clearly a child and I said this while watching the movie a child playing at a playground that's very dangerous but it's not dangerous to him yeah like it, I can't think of an example for us humans but it would be like being immune to fire and just running through a house that's on fire or yeah. even having no concept of the danger maybe you are exactly. in danger but you have no concept of it exactly yeah. that, that stove is burning hot I don't know it's gonna hurt I'm exactly. gonna put my hand on it. It's just like yeah. whatever. Exactly. Which I mean, yeah. And I mean, him being. And then if you've seen Alien, then you know it's the same. Well, 
close, but a little bit more defined as the same character as the droid in that. Um, mm -hmm. With him just being the catalyst for, like, no, 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 we must keep this creature alive, you know. And uh, I forgot what was the, who the first person was to get infected in Alien. But he, that, I forgot his name, the android, was... Ian Holm. Oh, no, yeah. Hurt. Uh, John Hurt was... Hurt, right? An John, alien? John Hurt was the first one to get it. hit, wasn't he? Yeah. He was the face hugger, and then you get... Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, the droid was let him on. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. it was that same curiosity and drive or, you know, childishness or whatever. Um, and it's the same thing through this movie that, that actually kept up with it. But the interesting thing is I feel like in home and alien is like malicious. Like if you had to like, his character is malicious through and through, but calculating, right? But malicious. And then you have Bishop, which is passive so it's the complete opposite and we're talking about aliens now bishop the robot and aliens mm -hmm. then you have david who's like wonder like his whole character is just kind of like i mean just the line he yeah. has where he goes um oh my god wait a minute what, hold I on. Just blanked. Like, interesting thought maybe it's kind of stupid but you've got the the first bishop which is aggressive a father figure almost you've got the yeah. passive bishop in the sequel which is more of a mother type, and then you've got the wonder of the child. Exactly. And it's it's an interesting, like, those are the three, easily, of those movies, the robots are easily one of the more famous characters. Like, yeah. especially Bishop. Yeah. Because Bishop, for and whatever reason... definitely David. David, yeah. definitely <laughs> David. Yeah. And it, it feels like those characters, for some reason, feel not just interesting, but also human, despite being incredibly inhuman. It's it's really like that's the most interesting part of David to me. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so I, like David, David's really solid. But I want to like like I said, we've been talking for a while on this one, so I want to keep getting through some of these really big heavy things. Um, let's talk a little bit about uh, Charlie Theron. Um, <laughs> Charlie's the Ron. Charlie the Ron. Um, pardon the noise for a second, guys. I'm getting hot. hot it's getting hot in here. Um, so awesome. hot. Take off all those clothes. Take off my Mass Effect hoodie. Um, I'm going to drink some Hoosicles. That's Brian's shirt right that now. Yeah, You're going to drink his shirt? I took Ew. one nerd reference off yeah. for a different nerd reference. Um, but yeah, so so I want to talk about Charlie Theron because her character for me, after I walked out of the movie, the first time I went, you could have gotten rid of her character entirely. Yes. And the movie would have moved the exact same way except... Yep. Um, I, I always say his name wrong. The guy from The Wire. What's his name? Um, uh, the guy that your girlfriend would bang instead of you. Oh, Idris Elba? Idris Elba. Um, <laughs> he wouldn't have someone to sleep with. Yeah. If The only reason she's there that I can understand is to take him off the bridge so that the two guys can die. Cause and even the then, one, you could have done that. And no, you could have done that in any and other way. There movie. is a spine oh. that they forgot. Like, they left, which is... I'm annoyed that they left the spine kind of dangling there, but the father, daughter son relationship of the Waylands and that revelation it's empty because it never did anything with it because it was yeah it was that was so like instead she's just there as a plot contrivance instead of an actual kind of another triune like you know father son like yeah. daughter thing like oh, a family confusion that kind of populates these movies my theory although I guarantee is wrong for this but I'll still say it just cuz this is what it feels like to me her character feels like somebody who was in every single draft, and she was always there. This character from day one was always there. Never as the main character, but always kind of how she was. And the drafts, like every script, go through many, 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 many different drafts. I feel like they never changed her. 
I feel like she stays the exact same way yep. that she did throughout every single draft. So the She's movie the fixed changed. point in time. Yeah, the movie changed dramatically around this character, but she never did. <laughs> she always stays the exact same. But, so you have really... I'm just trying to brush over his reference. Uh, <laughs> just, man, no, I was going to try and bring it back. No, I'm just going to keep moving. Don't bring like, it back. He's already no. wearing a Doctor Who shirt. <laughs> I'm already Damn wearing it. a Doctor Who shoe. I win. Uh, anyhow, so... But like, like, so you have the really awkward moments to where she's kind of like flirtatious with the guy, and she bangs him, and then she's a hard ass and other things. And instead of shooting him in the face with a gun like a nice person would do, after the um, the guy who looks like Tom Hardy, he gets and David gets him sick with an alien, then he goes nuts, and she doesn't let him on the ship like a good captain would. And so she's strong, and she doesn't let him in. And she burns him. She should have shot him, but she burns him. She could have shot him and then burned him. Technically, I think the burning was the smarter move, but it's you, not you credit You could have shot him and then burned him. Sure. And he wouldn't have had it to, either way. So she has a lot of these really good things and really good moments, but at the same time, since the movie kept changing around mm-hmm. her character, she just feels confused and worthless. Yep. Yep. So I Absolutely. feel like in earlier drafts, she was very important to the plot, but they yeah. just kept moving the rest of the movie forward and just forgot about that character. Especially all of her interactions with David. They could have <laughs> fleshed that out a lot more. I mean... She obviously knew that David was her father's son, yeah. basically. Um, and so their interactions now, if you think about it, you can go back and you're like, okay, their two interactions were kind of like brother-sister, but they could have made that a lot harder. That oh, scene, yeah. that scene where in the, they're in the, the hallway, mm-hmm. where she just gives him that, that look, that icy look that could shovel anyone up. Oh, and she mm-hmm. throws him up against the wall. Yeah, and... that scene... Is worthless. It's a great scene out yeah. of context, but without that spine, it just kind of dangles. The first, their first yeah. conversation of you know is like, were there any casualties? And you're like, pardon. He's like, is anybody dead? And you're like, nope. And like, well then wake him up. Like they could have made that a lot more, a lot harder, and yep. okay. and a lot more brother sister, like older sister, younger brother of like, hey, idiot. Go fucking yeah. wake everybody up. Yeah. Yeah. Like, just calling him an idiot or, yeah. you know, anything. Like, just a little bit more to flesh that out would make so much more sense. Can you? Can somebody answer question? Because I honestly don't remember. Did they mention, is it that um, Guy Pierce is her father before the reveal? No. Is that? No. Because no. that, no, they, that they really, it. really should have been established. Oh, my, yeah. If they had just established that... The movie would have been ten times stronger just right there. Can and I that throw... was the worst reveal ever. Terrible. That's it, can... in my notes. Can I... Yeah. Can I throw something out there? Uh, Guy Pierce doesn't need to be on the ship for that reveal to really matter. No. You, no, you didn't need a reveal. That could have just been my father just... wanted us to blah 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 blah. And I'm yeah. just thinking about the first, like the original Alien, and that movie has tons of conversations. And then I was like. Wait, this movie has dick for conversation. It really like it has zero, mm-hmm. like zero actual human conversation. Yes, yeah. like it just—it's yeah. all based on like goofy bullshit. Yeah, yeah. It's and only it's... used for dramatic points and then yeah, reveals. Yeah, that's it. All exposition. That's a lot. I mean, exposition. a lot of good sci- sci-fi is a lo- conversations over a loose plot. Lots of conversations over yeah, very it, it's, it's, loose um, plot. Um, I have a friend who lives in LA who will enjoy this reference if she ever listens to it. It's a lot of spitballing. Yeah. <laughs> lots and lots of spitballing. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> if my friend is listening, hopefully she will she'll mention that. But yeah. Spit I know who you're talking yeah. about. <laughs> Spitballs everywhere. Yeah, but that's what a good, like really good science fiction has a ton of that. And this one has yeah, like you said, has a dick for that. Like just nothing at all. Um I'm sorry, guys. I'm doing oh. a piss poor job of defending this movie. You yes. are. But I will Don't say this. Us. I will yeah. say this. Charlize Theron looks great as Zero Suit Samus. Yeah. Um. <laughs> and to be honest, I think she does. 
as good of a job as she could with that. Yeah. Like, I, I, I can't fault her for what that character is because on paper, that character doesn't make sense. That, that paper feels like either what Brian is saying, which is like never changed, or an amalgamation of like a bunch of other stuff. Like, it just, it is a very confused thing. Yeah, like, it's as if they went through a list of standard characters that a sci-fi needs, yeah. and then they had a lot of these leftover attributes, and they're like, uh, let's put it into Charlon the Rom. Yeah, then, <laughs> that works. You know, well, she's a good enough actor, she'll fix it. Yeah. And, and that's the thing, is she's it's good. A, she, like, is, she's, she is, like, she's great. That's what, maybe just, what's infuriating. The character yeah. wasn't. Yeah, is that out of context, those people are all really strong, <clears throat> but it just adds to nothing. Yeah. The math is not there. Yeah. Like, we have constantly 2 plus 2 equals like 3 because it doesn't add to what it should but it's also under what it should mm-hmm. my, so. my major thing with Charlize Theron for this one and then we'll move on to what I think we should probably close this out with which we'll have to talk about the two main characters because you have to talk about them yes. um, Charlize Theron's character is a genius throughout this whole movie and they ruin her character as much as humanly possible by yeah. having her not know to turn left <laughs> Or like, the way she dies is so agonizingly stupid yep. that like I just remember watching that like I remember seeing it in the trailers and going, Good thing that's not gonna kill any of them because they'll know to turn. Yep. I would have felt better <laughs> if like a stray piece of debris just crushed her. Yeah. And that would have felt better than... I would have been fine if the... even even a little fix where it's like, Oh, she was smart enough, but she wasn't ready for the elements. Yeah, I mean, like, tendon is sliced or something. She can't roll out fast enough. Yeah, give it any reason as to why that thing crushed her. If you really want to crush her with a gargantuan spaceship, go for it. But not like that. Yeah. Well, it's a proven fact that smart people just aren't good at track and field. Yeah. You don't have to be good at track and field to turn left. I should know. I can't run. Maybe maybe she was a NASCAR driver and the turn wasn't up yet. The only reason you turn is she could only go straight. Just 20 more feet. Just 20 more feet. The only reason in track and field that you turn is because the road curves. There's no yeah. there's no turn. There's no curve. You don't sharply you get, turn guys, the curve. There were no in, our, in all honesty, it's our fault. We gave her an open road. It's just <laughs> wide open. We gave her a blank canvas and she just had she yeah. wasn't ready for it. Yeah. She wasn't ready. Or maybe there were so many rocks that we didn't see that were just, uh, you know, she it was she was running down a hallway. We're trying know, to really shine a turd here yeah no um, it's really stupid it smells right. really bad well here. let's talk about these main characters the yeah. guy who looks like tom hardy i'm sorry for that actor none of us learned your name we just know he's <laughs> the guy who looked like tom hardy in fact most of the movie was bane voices yeah um which i'll admit this movie would have been better if bane did the voices for it yeah for every every character. character um but yeah, these characters that have really interesting things. Like I like the I like the faith subplot. I wish it was more developed, but I like it. I like that yeah. it's there. I like his uh, his. It's barely there. It's barely there, but it, it could have been really well used. And I really think his alcoholism, I think, should have been there more. Very they hint kind, at it. They very hint at it very lightly, but they could have really used that. They could have used a lot of things in this thing, yeah. and they just kind of especially because you should have been a lot more drunk. For, like I agree yeah. with you, Nick. You should be a lot more drunk in, in that, that scene. scene. And yeah. for someone who is essentially the the modern Ripley, for someone who is the modern Ripley with all her complexities, she just almost made it. Like almost made it. Thank you for bringing this up because this was my biggest problem watching it the second time. Because Shaw is supposed to be Ripley 2.0, right? Right. I wrote down. The reason why this bothered me was Shaw's supposed to be Ripley, modern version, better version. But Ripley was always right. Always. She yeah. always takes the logical, smart approach. And mm-hmm. granted, she's not 
the kindest person, <laughs> but that's not why no. you like Ripley. Mm-hmm. You like her because she makes the right choice, and she always makes the right choice for humanity. She always makes the right choice in spite of what could be, you know, the right choice for her. She could survive, but who gives a shit, right? Mm-hmm. And it took her two movies to deal with motherhood issues, where they crammed all that, all that, that, that <laughs> shit into one movie, one, exactly. one exposition, and yeah. on top of that, one conversation, yeah, one sentence, one paragraph of dialogue. I can't create life. <sighs> what about me? So bad. What does that mean for me? <laughs> But what like, does that mean for me? Uh, nothing. Do I have your permission nothing. to die? <laughs> Mr. Wayne. <laughs> Do I have your permission to die? <laughs> but like, the the whole premise of Prometheus is based on Shaw being wrong. Yeah, the entire premise is based on her misguessing something. And that can and be interesting. Consistently, it, it could have been, but she's consistently wrong. And then it makes you feel like... She's just a fucking idiot. Why should I care about her? Not only is she consistently wrong, she's bullheaded about it. Like, exactly. No, 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 I'm right. Which makes her not an interesting character to want to follow. You want to follow Ripley because not only is she right, but she's the leader that you want. And I, but I will, but I will say this in defense of the actress. It's, sure. It was not, it was the script that had the problem there, not I her performance. Exactly. She put in the the doubt. There was I, doubt in the character that wouldn't that wasn't written there. There exactly. was no doubt in the character. I agree. And I think she did a great job. I think honestly all of the actors in this movie except for skinny Tom Hardy. I don't, it's not even skinny Tom Hardy. Who you're calling thinner. skinny? Yeah. <laughs> but like he and even then I don't think he did a bad job, but I do think that in well, the one scene that was, Graham his character was written like dick. Like it was yeah, just awful. It's bad. But in the one sequence hey, that we babe. were talking about me and Graham were like when he's talking to David, when David basically poisons him. One of my um, favorite scenes in the entire movie. And it's great because it's the one conversation in the whole movie. Um, <laughs> it is the theme. Yes. It's the theme they decided to go with. Exactly. But, like, in that sequence, he should have been drunker. And he should have been acting drunker. Because, like, it doesn't really fit if he's just kind of drunk. Like, it has to fit no. if he's really you drunk. You have to have, like, he, he should have been, if he, were, if he was crazy drunk flailing around exactly. and then you've got the cool calm of David you've got a contrast you don't exactly. have the contrast yeah. Yeah. you're missing it's two middle people middle exactly. as we saw earlier we watched uh, we watched something earlier that brought up a really good point of he's going I failed I suck he's only been investigating for six hours yep. he hasn't gone through everything he's only been there for not that long and he's yeah. aut- he's automatically like what if like, he's more weepy and pathetic than yeah. fucking Peter Parker yeah. like he's been searching for the <laughs> effing rocks longer yeah. than this like he's been searching yeah. for the rocks no. on earth for decades like all he oh, got to leave the planet for a while like uh, potentially yeah, all for he- two years you're traveling in cryostasis yeah. and yeah. then you're like ah fuck it <laughs> the, the guy's dead <laughs> I just proved that there's life on other planets. I just proved that like there's things that can survive yeah. and all this stuff that's I'm, great, but I can't talk to him sometimes. I improved our direct creation. <laughs> yep. I improved that there is no God directly related to us. Yeah. I, I'm gonna try Fuck to it. I'm gonna try life to, sucks. I'm gonna try to weakly defend this. Oh good I, luck. Good. I don't oh, I'm please not defending do. Okay. I'm not defending the amount of of despair or disappointment from him. But I think that like his whole idea was to talk to them, was to have a conversation. 
Totally fine. Yeah. Not written in the movie, as far as we know. We don't get like there's no we don't out, get, there's no outlier clues. Exactly. Well, he does. He actually does say it. He does he say it. He, he does say it before. He, he wants the, before he, says, he uh, pumps the squid baby into the girl. He says, "I wanted to talk to him," and then but, that's but she, that's not the that's not the time for that line. No, no, that's that, not. It should have been with David, where yeah. he describes why he's disappointed. Yeah, I feel like he partially, like half-assedly mentions it in the original of like they're describing why they're going. Yes, um, but even then, it's, it's, like, I it's half-assedly. It's not like, it, once again, not a conversation. No. It's them spouting lines at each other yeah. and not really kind of getting anywhere. Yeah, It's a briefing. In yeah. which exactly. Like, okay, well, I'm only going to listen to half of this anyways because yeah. it's just made-up science. Exactly. About, about to bone, not a good cha- not a good time to mention my expectations no. out of this yeah. whole journey. <laughs> uh, Unless that was boning. Like, exactly. We're boning on a planet. Isn't this cool? That's the, yeah. the, the yeah. scene. How about this for a mile high club? And then, like the, and then just just to cap this off with these two main characters, I really want to talk about her decision at the end of the movie, because that's a, it was something I completely forgot about. Yeah. But it's a really kind of interesting to where uh, Nick's girlfriend Savan was here and watched it with us, and she brought up the one question that for some reason nobody ever brings up in science fiction when they watch it, when she gets on this alien spacecraft and she's going to go out to the stars and search for where these engineers came from, and Savan goes. What is she gonna eat? <laughs> yeah, and no, it's an had... alien spacecraft. Yeah, yeah, that's a damn good question. This alien spacecraft has been here for many a year, buried in the dirt. I don't think they have a kitchen. No, and if, and they, if do... they do, you can't guarantee. I mean, I know our DNA matches, mm. but you can't guarantee. No. Here it is. The only thing to eat is the black goo, and Ugh. she creates on another world. And Holy she crap, guys! The, and the engineer. She, Sequel. she is the queen that you meet in Aliens. She's like, I should not have eaten that burrito as a star over there. <laughs> I feel I, like she's I Ron Burgundy and <laughs> she's Ron Burgundy and Anchorman where he's just like, milk was a poor choice, but she's just going, black goo was a poor choice as just like an alien. Yeah, I mean, I really hope a lot of these people we make fun of never listen to this podcast because <laughs> we will never get a job. But, but, all, but all this like kind of poking fun at it aside, what does make it frustrating is the promise. Yes. The, yeah. the, the, what's, what's hinted at at every element and there's a lot of good I mean there's like it's beautiful there's like the good things in it like it yeah. looks good yeah and that's all I have but <laughs> yeah I mean that's it yes yeah. it but, is beautiful but it uh, asks it asks traditional sci-fi questions mm-hmm. and it's rated R it made a lot of money it was entertaining at a basic level yeah so there are, there are those like I, said, graph, I don't the regret the graphic nature of it at all like the, it the was horror violent, scenes yeah. were visceral fucking yeah. great I, I, and disgusting like the fucking like the watch. abortion that we didn't really talk about at all the where they cut the squid out of the girl like that's it's, fucking brutal it's yeah. uncomfortable to watch but yeah. that's a, a good sort of uncomfortable especially when she rips it out of her own stomach that no, I forgot God, about the umbilical cord oh, oh man. fuck that was rough that was yeah. rough but then again the greatest I, and I, I I'm trying not to make this connection or make this point but it's way too apparent is like the best parts of this movie were in all the other aliens yeah I mean yeah for the most part yeah yeah it's kind of like the, Superman Returns all the best parts of Superman Returns are in the movie shit but there were some good parts most of them were in the first Superman anyways they've yeah. been <laughs> done and it's not like they were improved they just look cooler yeah well, they're very it. pretty they're very yeah. so they're very pretty, pretty. <laughs> oh my god <laughs> yeah alright except so, for Guy Pierce's yeah. practical uh, yeah practical whatever effects. But Not whatever. Those are terrible. I know. They were bad. Um, so I think we're going to go on to one of me and Brian's uh, favorite 
parts of our show, which Yay. is the the lines that we like, which is basically our favorite lines in the movie. Um, we're gonna go around in a circle. Do you want to go first, Graham? Sure. I mean, I did actually find. I, you mentioned this before we watched it. Um, and yeah, we're getting like, good well, at that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're getting better, guys. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that was good. I liked. I liked that being told that. Um, <laughs> and then we also thought you we were like, well, actually, there's you know what, which we actually talked about. I was like, there isn't that much dialogue or conversations yeah. in it. But I was actually to, able to come up with one uh, line, of course, being delivered by David, uh, mm-hmm. which is. Uh, Sometimes to create life, you have to destroy. Um, which I'm probably paraphrasing. That's no, probably, that's pretty close. But I liked it better close. when Gary Ullman said it in The Fifth Element. <laughs> that's maybe that's why that's I the, like it. <laughs> that's the. I mean, that's what the theme should have been, and it, it was a strong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that line. could have been a great stream. It could have been a great theme. Yeah, so many could have been. Yeah. so many could have been. But that, it, I do agree with your because it's a great set. I mean, it's the, it's that's the first. Sh- uh, well. The second scene of the movie, when the engineer is drinking the goo, and then he destroys himself to create life. Yeah, that's true. And then they continue to bring that up. I mean, throughout the entire series, that's what it is. It's the destruction of one creature or one thing to start a new life and all this stuff. And that's one theme to, you know, to continue. Um, And that would have been great but i love the line and of course it's delivered by david and all of his great sarcastic like witty dialogue moments but he seems to be the only character that has that in this movie or just has depth um in general all right john what do you what do you got well like we said they're kind of like other than some of those those lines there weren't really anything wasn't anything really quotable but i do have kind of a fun soft spot for you see something and then you say what you saw so they see the engineer in the hologram, and then they finally see the body, and I was like, well, he died. I was like, well, duh. <laughs> that, that, that stood out. Like, I, I remember writing that in there, because I was like, oh, of course. <laughs> he, he died. died. Yeah. Wait, so his he... head, well, one, his head exploded. Two, right. the door fell on his head. Right. And <laughs> it's, you know, it's a little thing, but I do tend to notice those, where it's like, you're, you showed me it, and then they say it. Mm-hmm. And Show and tell. Yeah. I just thought of my line, but Nick, go first. I was so afraid that I wasn't going to have one. I was just going to say the score of the movie was really good, but because it was. But yeah. no, I actually have I one. I do yet. have you know, a scene as yeah. well. But. but I have a good one. Nick, go. All right, well, I'm kind of torn. Two of my favorite characters are, this is kind of spoilers, spoilers alertsies. Really? Um, I just spoiled the whole movie. I know. I don't know why I'm <laughs> yeah. But did he really? That, um, this is the hard question. I know. Um, well, basically, said it was really I've had enough questions. Um Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna say I'm gonna cheat a little bit, and I'm gonna say two, just because there were two of my favorite characters, and they die way too early in this movie for who they are. Um, one of them is uh, Milburn, who's you've got red on you. I had to look it up just now. That's what I was doing. Um, <laughs> but he goes, if you're willing to discount three centuries of Darwinism, then woohoo! Uh, but where's your proof? The way he delivers that line is like really hilarious, but it really sums up. Pretty much what most of the problems with this movie is, which is, so you came out here on a guess? Okay. (laughs) Thank you. Um, But then the other line, which I think is a much better line, which is um, Fifield going, I like rocks. I love rocks. And it's clear that you people don't give a shit about rocks. And he just like, (laughs) it's like the best line in the whole movie. That is true. I completely forgot about that one. My line pales in comparison. But... 
<laughs> my favorite line in the movie, again, comes from David. And the only reason why it's my favorite line isn't because it's particularly profound or funny or anything like that. But just because of the way it's delivered always kind of skews yep. me out. It's when he looks at the girl and goes, did you have intercourse? And just the way he says it, it's like, oh, mind your business. Yeah. <laughs> like did a, you have relations? Yeah, because the first time, yeah. like, first time he asked it, kind of like, and then he just point blanks, did you have intercourse? And the way he says it, I almost wish he just said sex, because I think that'd been more yep. comfortable. Because I understand intercourse is the more medical, like, did yeah. it go in and did it, but yeah, and then this was just, uh. So then say other medical terms in that tone, and then you're equally skeeved. It's it's the way, it's that yeah. performance. That yeah. delivery was just so like, ugh. Yep. Yeah. 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 Okay. Even if he's like Johnson, <laughs> yeah. and I, I don't need Michael Fassbender talking about intercourse. I saw shame. I just don't want to go there ever again. Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> so maybe that was the reason why they named it that, because like, it's shame. Because then after a while, after you think about it, you, you feel ashamed <laughs> every time you see him. And you just go, "I've seen." Uh, <sighs> you can see it from I, behind. I feel like. <laughs> <laughs> That was better than whatever I was going to say. That's probably true. <laughs> yeah. okay. um, so, I don't know. Closing thoughts, everybody? Let's do a... Let's do, we always do one through five. Let's do one through five again. That's fine. One through five. One being you hate it. Five being you love it. You want to marry it and show it to oh. all of your children <sighs> that you have with it. I'll, I'll go first because I have a little bit of one thing that I didn't really get to say, but I think that it's better as a closing Should thing. Should we try to cut him off before he says it? No, don't do it. <laughs> um, I, I would give this movie a 2.5, and it's kind of a reluctant. I, fuck it. No, 2.5 to 3, somewhere in that area. It depends on 2. a day that you get me. Yeah, sure. 2.75. That's good. Um, but I think Man, the problem specific. that I had with this movie was like, I remembered it differently than the first time I saw it, and I remembered mm-hmm. the characters not being as remarkably stupid as they were, <laughs> right? And that's really, every time I thought about this movie, I was like, oh, it's kind of like Alien, where the characters are smart, but it's just an unfortunate situation, right? But it's not. They're a handful of intelligent characters, and we're talking about a small handful at best. And one of them is even a human. He has no soul. No, exactly. Out many times. I would say he's the only smart character. Everybody else is bullheaded. Everyone, everyone else has moments of clarity, yes. right? And that's not necessarily intelligence, but it's moments of simply seeing it as it is. I just, Alba, I wrote this down, doesn't care about the engineers what the, once he realizes once he realizes what the planet is, right? Um, Fifield has no, wants nothing to do with it, but unfortunately gets lost, which is also remarkably stupid. So he follows something up that's a moment of clarity with a moment of just immense uh, density. So it bothered the shit out of me watching this movie and just realizing that, like, the reason why so much of this stuff happens is because the characters are dumb, which doesn't make for an interesting movie. It simply just makes for a movie. And it just kind of bothered me. Okay. So, so a 2.75, but like I said at the beginning of the podcast, defending it because of my childhood. Fair enough. John? Well, when I first saw it at the, the theater, I gave it a 3 out of 5. For okay. my own thing. Because I was like, mm-hmm. okay, I really enjoyed it. It was really good. And then it was brought up that the planet that that ship crashes on is not the one that they go to an alien. And all these connections just aren't there. Mm-hmm. It's 2.5 for me. I'm middle of the road on it. It's just, it is. Mm. Yeah. Like, it, if, if they had dared to, like, connect it, fully connect it... But if you do that, you can't have sequels. That's the thing. It's, yep. it's and bullshit, that's, 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 that why it, that's why it's two and a half instead of three. Because it does diminish the enjoyment. Because, like, watching it a second time, I'm like, well, that's not the same planet. I'd like to see the same planet. I want to see the connector to Alien. And you want to so, see him die in his chair with his chest broken up. And you want to oh, see yeah. these things. Those things yeah. pop in my head. 
and it distracts from the themes that they wanted to go for. So it's yeah. mm-hmm. just it's there. It was enjoyable, but middle of the road. Yeah, yeah, okay. um, yeah. I'll go two point five as well. I mean, here's here's the thing. I would definitely, if you haven't seen it, definitely see it. If you've yeah. never seen an Alien or Aliens or AVP or any other of the series, and this is the first, definitely see this movie. See it first. If you've never seen all of them, would you recommend seeing this first? No, you see AVPR first. <laughs> well, then, okay, that, I didn't even want to get into that. If you think of the AVPR, why they set up the whole reason of, because then they yeah, technically, it, so we're not things, even going to. Right. Yeah. But if you if you somebody was like watch Alien or Prometheus first, and this is the first one that I'm going to see, I would totally see this first. If you haven't I seen agree. anything else, see this first. It's really cool. But then just keep in mind everything that we've talked about. It's not an actual sequel. It does a very good job of explaining things in which way, and it, maybe it's a different universe, maybe it's a different planet, maybe there's no real correlation. This is just a completely separate story line. Yeah. You know, with that in mind. But if you have seen the others, if you have seen, you know, Alien, Aliens, all this stuff, just you, it's not. It is absolutely in no way, like, nothing is the same. It's not a prequel whatsoever. And then only in that way can you be like, yeah, it was all right. If there's no correlation whatsoever, Mm -hmm. if this is just a completely separate, by itself, separate movie, then. You may enjoy I could, it more. I could totally. Yeah, I could forgive. Yeah. I could forgive a hell of a lot. You know, all this other shit. You know, if it wasn't for this trying to be, but not really trying to be, but being very too good at being not a prequel. Mm-hmm. To that Alien. wasn't even close to a sentence, right? <laughs> Which. So for that, this wasn't even close to a prequel. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> ah, but damn, it was. Burn. Right. <laughs> Maybe we're asking a lot yeah. of questions. Yeah, there's a lot of questions. <laughs> but yeah, I'm just saying. If it weren't for that, if it weren't for being so good at not being <laughs> prequel, it would be so much better. And I could forgive a lot of the plot stuff. I could forgive a lot of the character stuff. I could, you know, because it's like, yeah, well, it's a sci-fi movie. Okay, I get it. You have dumb characters, but it just too, it just is too good of a job at being a bad prequel. Fair enough. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna land at the highest rating, which I did not think was gonna happen. Um, but I think part of my reasoning for giving as high as I am is just because it was an R-rated science fiction movie that mm-hmm. did well, and I yeah. have to have a ton of respect for that. Yep. Even if it isn't that great of a movie, it still did enough. You don't make that much money on only people seeing it one time. I agree. You just don't do it. Mm-hmm. People had to go back for second, thirds, whatever, because the genre is too niche to yep. get that many people to blanket go out and see it one time. And I'd so, argue like sci- science fiction's hard. It's yeah, science fiction is a tough thing to do well. Very tough thing to do, and a very tough thing to do to do a prequel to a movie that came out in the 70s, as what was proven by... Did it come out in the 70s or 80s? Did 70s. I, 70s, or yeah. seven, Really? Late, it's late, late, 70s. late, late 70s. Okay, well, either like way. So it's really tough to try yeah. to do a prequel to a movie that came out like that, as proven by all the prequels of the Star Wars movies. Like, it's not an easy thing to do, no. and not necessarily one that you should do, as proven by all these prequels. That being said, I think it did a fine job being just a kind of run-of-the-mill sci-fi movie. So I would say 3.5. <laughs> Okay. And that feels high, but at the same time, when I sit down to watch it, the yeah. production values through the roof. They put their hearts and souls yeah. into this movie, mm-hmm. and they did a really good job showing it. The performances are good across the board. No one's a shitty actor no, in this no. thing, and you get a lot of really shitty actors in sci-fi movies. Yep. Really shitty. The performances are all solid, and the, peop- like, the people with the characters that they were given 
do a good job with those characters they're given. They're given shitty characters, but they do what they can with it in pretty much every way. Mm -hmm. So everything that they can do, they do as well as they can with what they're given. And they're given kind of a mishmash script by Damon Lindenoff, which I I condemn a lot, but at the same time, he wouldn't be where he was if he's not good at something. And Lost was, I love it. And like, there's just so many things that it could have been great, which is why I won't go to four or five, but 3.5. That's fair. I think I, I think that wraps it up in a nutshell. Yeah. And even your description that could even move me back up to three. Yeah. Yeah, yeah me too. I mean, but like, so I'm, not, I'm not going to change my mind because yeah. Yeah. The, the inconsistency yeah, they're, really they're, bothers me. They're really bad, but I think it... Yeah. Also, with this movie making a lot of money, I hope that that means that more sci-fi will be made because I genuinely love science fiction movies. Oh, yeah. And I'm hoping that, at the very least, good science fiction will be Looper. made. Looper. Well, and yeah, I hope exactly. that, that, that this Shut is up, the Graham. beginnings of a surge. Like, you've got... <laughs> exactly. You've got Prometheus, and then now you've got Looper. You've got these little tricklings popping, and hope, hopefully, hopefully it, it becomes a pattern. Exactly. It's the start a of, like... A good the, pattern. Yeah. Hopefully yes. a good pattern. Because there are rumors of a Doctor Who movie. And not just rumors, they're crewing up for it right now. I have confirmations that I cannot tell you. But it has happened. Are we talking about American? Oh, yeah. Exactly. And okay. on that note, more like Dr. What, because we don't know grammar. Yeah. <laughs> Stop it. Dr. Huh? <laughs> Just turn it off. Doctor, All right. No, you didn't. <laughs>